2: g-spot alice what do you have to say about the g-spot
3: uh i don't know i don't have anything on that what do you mean i don't know you asked me this earlier so. you
2: are familiar with this right
3: i'm familiar with the concept i don't know
2: well what's the deal with it
3: i don't know what
2: do you mean i don't know why are you discussing this
3: why are we talking about this because
2: it's a great place oh uh... yeah the spot in <laughs> georgetown alice it's a, it's a, there's a bar restaurant called the Spot in Alice, in Georgetown, where we were yesterday. It's a great place, and the the popular colloquialism, as a matter of fact, is the G Spot, Georgia Spot, Georgia Georgetown, spot. Georgetown, right? Georgetown Spot. So anyway, Alice, I did not know that you didn't really. What an innocent life you live. <laughs> well, that's what they call it, Correct.
3: oh Good to know. It's a
2: great place. If anybody's ever up here in a part of Massachusetts that you never knew existed, uh, then check out a place called Georgetown in the spot. G-spot. Which is right <laughs> down the street. And Allison, actually, maybe, maybe, I'm going to take a take a, uh, I'm going to take a, uh, go out on a limb here mm-hmm. and say they have the best chicken wings of any restaurant and bar. You think or so? Or restaurant or cafe. Yeah, I thought they were so good. So good. I thought that we had we had the pork belly. I thought that was horrific.
3: Well, it just was not being pork belly. It was trying no, to do something else. it was being candied
2: yams or something. It, was, it didn't make any sense. But the, but the chicken fingers were great. I got, I got selfish with the pork belly. And tonight we were at, um, today we were at, people do ask why, how we're at so many bars with so many kids. None of your goddamn business, okay? We just are, okay? It happens. Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're perfectly functional in this family, all right. <laughs>
3: Everything's great.
2: Everything's great and financially sound. There's no uh, like looming uh, disasters uh, that are going to pop up in any number of months at all. I think everything is absolutely perfect. So, but one of the things that we did, we noticed there yesterday at this bar, one it was p- kind of packed. Mm-hmm. And well, so if you want, if you want to know, Alice and I are trying to do more things together. As you know, uh, we're heavily- Our into- therapist told us to. We're in therapy together, and so one of the things we need to do is, we hit the ground running in 2010, 13 years ago, and we've never stopped. We've always been having kids or buying houses that we can't afford or doing this and that, and so it's, it's been a rolling cluster. Believe We literally, literally, are not truly and fully unpacked from moving into this house five years ago.
3: Right. There may be things we never unpacked from moving into our first house. Yes. Uh-uh whatever that was 12 years ago
2: yes yes we have been seat of our pants so 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 we're trying to spend some time to do like to get to know each other just in a out socializing kind of way or with each other and so and and, and i really enjoy it as a matter of fact i think you do too alice Mm -hmm. so um because the four-year-old
3: missed me a lot while i was gone
2: so as you can see, yes, the four-year-old, who, by the way, if, if my wife and I ever try to uh, be romantic, uses a battering ram against our bedroom door okay. to try to knock it down relentlessly. Relentlessly. It's incredible. It really adds to the, to the add romance. To the mood, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So anyway... He doesn't
3: like me to be away from him.
2: Yeah. Well, sit tight, my little friend.
3: <laughs>
2: so, uh, So... So anyway, so we were there and we noticed, well, Alice noticed because she was falling in love with them, that there was two babies, a, a bunch of people probably in their 20s or 30s, probably 30s, were behind us, like six people, and two little babies. They must have been just a few months old, I think, both yeah. of them, right? And yeah, yeah. then two other people came in and they came in with their little baby who was definitely a newborn, maybe a yeah. month old. Yeah,
3: super newborn.
2: Yeah. And... <clears throat> And Alice was just taken by the baby. She loves babies, and one of them, I gotta admit, was kind of cute. But other than that, I'm not not a baby guy. I don't like babies. Three uh,
3: babies in one bar? Right. Can you believe it?
2: Right. And so we saw them, and I was just thinking how, when I was in my 20s, and we when when a friend of ours used to bring her baby into the bar we used to go to the Hub Pub in Boston, that we'd be like, oh man, what a buzzkill! You're bringing your kids in here. It's like you would be, Babies into a bar like we were all single young men then most of us and then there was you know and it was uh, we I I just hated it I thought was so inappropriate, but I've got to say now I am all about having kids in bars. Bars aren't what they used to be. It used to be it used to be I think uh, even twenty years ago that a lot of times a bar was simply a watering hole where guys would go to get banged up and maybe try to hook up and whatever, but now. It's like it's a great it's a great a- atmosphere for kids. First of all, nobody smokes in a bar anymore. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I gen- generally think that the drinking has subsided. I mean w- when when me and my crew were going to bars in the early 90s, we would uh, we would almost without fail be blotto within a few hours. It was just like it was a stupid exercise in idiocy. I find that it's less so like that for a lot of now it's just different. And also maybe the fact that this bar is in Georgetown, Massachusetts and not, you know, next to Boston College. Maybe that's a factor. But I just think things are different. People are different. Yeah. But also a, a bar is such a great place for a baby. It's nice and loud. There's stuff going on. It's
3: usually kind of darkish.
2: Kind of darkish. There's bright TVs in the corners. The people can um parents can parents can have a couple of beers which parents oh my god need. No, definitely at that age. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. If you're if at that age, the sleep especially for the moms, if you're a dad like me, uh, is is, sleep is out of the question for a lot of people, and that's the only bit of like solace they can get is like just getting themselves together, getting the kid in a car seat, going uh, or the baby seat thing. Thank God I don't have to worry about that anymore. Alice, my goodness, I hated that. (laughs) And then getting out and going, taking kids out, and so. I, I think I think it's great and I celebrate it and I'm I'm all for it. I think it's such a natural fit. And I I don't if you're a if you're and also here's another it's thing. It's more
3: the slightly older kids that are a pain in restaurants. Like baby Ugh. babies are not a big deal. Right,
2: right. Yes. The the kid who was just insulting you, he's yeah. a big deal.
3: He's a terror in a restaurant. He's
2: a terror. He has an F oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> he's wonderful
2: he has problems with any place we go if we if he knows and this is a, this has been a thing forever so now we have four kids thankfully it'll stay at that number I'm sure it will it, it, that he he knows he can tell when the rest of us are content this mm-hmm. is all of our kids have always been able to do this tell when if everybody else is content one kid will be the designated a-hole <laughs> And we'll say, okay, I'm going to disrupt things and make sure there's not a consensus here, and so I will raise hell. And so one kid usually raises hell, and essentially rolls a grenade into the occasion. And then one of us has to go into the car with the kid while the rest of while somebody stays in the restaurant. And it always ends in, in total chaos. But um, I think it's good and healthy, and I love it. I love that you liked seeing all the babies. Mm-hmm. That's good because the bar that-
3: we were at today, no babies, strangely.
2: Yes, and actually, the bar we were at today was more of a... It was, it was um, Pub 97.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You guys know that. We, we've been there before. And the bar, we were in the bar section. So, you know, a couple dudes had been spending some time in there, no doubt, talking about this AR-15 and yelling and, and like, whatever. I had no problem with that either. It's a bar, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. what you do. I think if we had probably kids with us, and they weren't safely with a qualified and registered babysitter like they were, then and we would probably sit on the other side but it was it's kind of fun and you would like the idea today you said oh it's nice and loud over there mm-hmm. so sometimes it's fun to to escape to that um so anyway I, it's just a trend that i like i don't like many trends but i like this i like the. you know here's the point when when i was 22 and me and my guys were 22 we were we kind of owned the part of the bar we were in. We knew all the waitresses. We were there way too often. We tipped huge, and so we felt an ownership. And so when some like parents who were tourists, you know, came from the Union Oyster House with Styrofoam lobster hats and sat in the bar and like with their kids and
3: people didn't really. Oh yeah, here, there. And there.
2: yeah, here and there. So we were like, oh, what? what? So, but. I feel like now if young people have a problem with kids being in the bar, well it's tough bleep for you dude. Us parents with kids are going in and spending money and tipping. Right. Like we're we're not you. We're not, you know, we're not Zillennials who are looking to see what 16% is off of uh, you know, a craft beer. We're doing it. I I still think that 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 you and I not you and I, but certainly not you and I accept us from this. But other people our age, or my age and your age, because we're mm-hmm. different ages, um, still go out and still probably, you know, have a few beers and maybe a couple of cocktails. And it's, you know, it's a, it could be a, over 100 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever, depending. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: At the spot it sure <clears throat> was, my goodness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's... so. But But we're tippers. We're spenders and tippers. And that's the thing. And that's why... I don't think that like twenty somethings. I just don't see them. I, I, I don't see them knowing tipping as well as we did. And if they do, if there's somebody who got right out of college and went right to MIT and then right into Google, I think they have no human interaction. Hmm. Have no idea yeah. of what it is. But anyway, I was all for it. Alice also did something I love yesterday. I did. Which is what my friend Dana does. Is Alice saw a woman with nice hair and went over and asked her who cut her hair.
3: And unfortunately for me, who is looking for a good haircut person, um, the woman said she cuts her own hair. So, but because I'm picky about haircuts, I haven't had my hair cut in like two years because I haven't been happy with anybody who's cut it. And I'm sick of going places and having haircuts I don't like. So, but now it's grown in a whole bunch. So, I, I reached out to a friend and got some you uh, did? tips of where places to try.
2: Oh, good. So... um. So did you have, there was a story about kids in bars that you had?
3: Not just bars in particular, but restaurants in general, too. Oh, okay. it's, it's a big topic, again. Um, because, well, a New Jersey business decided. It's called, um, like, Nettie's Spaghetti something. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Jersey. A New Jersey Italian restaurant, Nettie's House of Spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> Issued a statement across social media accounts the beginning and early March. They will no longer allow children under 10 to dine at the restaurant. Um, they said that it's... Um, they said that it's, like, to help out the staff. How so? Um, they said that it's because... Um, They said Nutty's pointed out uh, that people with kids should tip more.
2: Tip more?
3: That people with kids, yeah, I mean, because there's more cleaning up.
2: That's true. That's definitely true. Uh,
3: The restaurant's Instagram caption explained, We love kids. We really, truly do. But lately it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children. Between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up the crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around, we've decided it's time to take control of the situation. (sighs)
2: Yeah, so we've had that nightmare too. And you guys with kids know that, where mm-hmm. our kids have trashed the floor around them and like we try yeah. to pick up some but eventually you just like throw them some money and like, "Oh god." Yeah, you where,
3: just tip 50 bucks and go. And a I day. Understand, I understand. I guess yeah. they probably
2: know their clientele. And if kids are going to be loud and disruptive, then but then again, usually parents usually parents know. Usually you usually don't you won't bring a kid to a a, a restaurant that's that's tranquil and quiet and romantic. My god. I'm-
3: and usually so I think I think I'm okay with restaurants banning kids if they want and restaurants that allow kids. And I think there's places for both experiences out there in the world. And certainly I don't think I'd bring my kids to a bar like at night.
2: Uh, right. Right. I mean, (laughs) at like 10
3: p.m., I'm not going to have my kid (laughs) at the bar. Right?
2: Yeah, you won't be (laughs) popping along Lansdowne Street, probably.
3: (laughs) I mean, right, like, there's a time and a place. There's places to have your kids. But I don't actually, even though I'm a big fan of bringing kids everywhere, and I think kids should be welcome, like, in a lot of spaces, I don't have a big problem with a restaurant deciding they don't want to have kids there.
2: No, no. And they know their clientele, and if they they're going to if they want people mm-hmm. to have a certain atmosphere and the, the food is a certain quality then you can't have you know the kids just making it hell for everybody it's it's, it's very tough
3: right because like we've certainly been there where our kids get out of control in the restaurant and we tend to have a pretty low threshold where the kid will then leave the restaurant and be sitting in the car with one of the two of us mm-hmm. um but yeah it's not it's not for everybody not everybody wants that when they go out to a restaurant.
2: No. No. All right.
3: So it's- I'm actually okay with that in general. Like I I guess I'm kind of um playing both sides a little, but I
2: And I'm also fine with and we're going to a wedding in the summer. I'm also fine with people not wanting kids at weddings. Even though it's a pain. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's- well,
3: I think it's weird to have a wedding where like at least close relatives kids aren't allowed who cares about, why would you want ratty
2: because kids that's around? like a family Ugh. thing i guess so but also like people- john
3: in wakefield says also no kids under church or at planes um yeah i mean i get that but i also think kids should go to church and we've then-
2: had we've done this nightmare before alice is perfectly fine if one hellion runs around while i try to chase him at church, which is why I stopped going to the church. Our, our and three-year-old left me became, alone to do it by myself. Well, no, you, well, it's your choice. You didn't have to do it by yourself. You could just not go to church. Like, I chose not to go to church because it was a rolling cluster event with our three-year-old who was just dis- disruptive. He's now better, but still wouldn't be great at church. He just... Uh, just really, young, young kids don't do church well, especially that church, I think.
3: where there's No. I think that church is perfect for them because it is more... Um, it is more like tolerant to people walking around and stuff. I it think is Orthodox churches are definitely. There's like more not, going on and it's more active and it's not just like stay in one spot.
2: There are people rolling in. This the service is about well, four hours long. and There are people <laughs> rolling in at all times. Like it, when in my church when I grew up, it was ten to eleven. The first congregational church in Winchester, you got it at ten. You were dismissed by 11. You were drinking punch by 11.03 out in front, (laughs) and that was it. Well,
3: you're supposed to get there on time at the Orthodox Church, too, but uh, there are some cultural issues in lots of Orthodox churches. In lots of Orthodox churches, people struggle to make it there on time, but... um, You sound um, deflated tonight, Alice. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Um... John Wakefield says that he grew up with Protestants uh, and the Catholics make the kids stay in church and the Protestants would send them out for Sunday school during the service. Yes, that we that's had that also too. a thing in yeah in Protestant churches. But yeah, no, the idea being in the Orthodox churches, you're supposed to be at church. Like, I never heard of that, of like kids leaving the service until way later. They'd be never ejected heard of that. <laughs> for,
2: uh, for uh, re-education, <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think the kids are supposed to be in church. But they also didn't. They also don't have kids do communion. We have kids do communion, so they have to be there for that.
2: Oh right, right, right. yeah. There's so, no lights and buzzers. But that's in the, the point of the church. church. It's nice.
3: But communion's the point of church, though. It is. Yeah. It's
2: not what I got. <laughs> I think it was intermingling of wasps and trading business cards. I think that's what I noticed <laughs> oh, anyway.
3: Oh no, no, it's supposed to be about taking communion. That's the point of um, Sunday. Worship is the bloodless sacrifice of communion. Speaking
2: of low energy, let's get to Larry Hogan.
3: <laughs> what do you mean, speaking? Nothing. Of low energy. All right. So, are this, you feeling low energy? Today? I'm not. I'm getting it from you. It's, <laughs> okay. it's uh, is something
2: occupying your mind, Allison. If so, would you share it with the class? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So. Um. So. So this the news this week the news cycle and the news shows this weekend are absolutely. And by the way, before you attack me, I'm okay. not stifling, and not you else, the our friends, and listeners. Before you attack me, I'm not stifling Alice's opinion block here. She's free to say what she wants. Mm-hmm. I think we agreed that it was pretty damn lame. It's Nikki Haley, it's China Balloon Gate, and you know China relations with the U.S. and and it's. Um, it's um oh it's the water in um East Palestine or wherever that was. Yeah, West Palestine Ohio, whatever East the... Palestine yep. Ohio yep and then it's speculation about the uh 2024 election which highly unfortunately um starred um Larry Hogan <laughs> today and I can't imagine I can't imagine like I am I am so mad at this I am so mad at at the 2024 election already I'm so mad you have first of all you have on one side. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Two, one man has lost his mind and is a, is a deeply divisive, um, um, bottom feeder, and just has been an he's been an immoral man as in politics mm-hmm. his whole life. That's Joe Biden, and then you have this. I don't know this, just like this grifting halfwit in Kamala <laughs> Harris. And it's awful. And then we bring in the Republicans, Mm -hmm. who we've got Larry Hogan now. I can't imagine something more freaking vanilla. At least he's handsome. It's like, God.
3: Is he handsome? No, he's nothing. okay. He's terrible. (laughs) He's (laughs) terrible. Middle of the road,
2: Romney moderate, Larry Hogan, and Asa Hutchinson, and holy God. But
3: can we like, uh, okay, so let's backtrack to the Democrats for a second Mm -hmm. how terrible Joe Biden is and we were talking about this. I forget how it even came up but we were talking about this this weekend and how is it like even a question to people when he started to take questions about the China business dealings or whatever with the China balloon and everything and somebody tried to ask about his family's ties to China and he's like acting like that's rude or not a legit question. How is it even a question at all? Like The only reason anybody in his family makes any money is because he's in politics of course like there's literally and, this is that and this I is I the realize, end of the press I realize, talking about by the way okay go ahead i expect to be speaking with president xi and i hope we have we're going to get to the bottom of this but i make no apologies for taking down that balloon thank you very much
0: sir <laughs> <laughs> The was question was: Anyone, sir? There's been like criticism. There's been why criticism why that this was. A, there's been criticism that this. by your family's business Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has Give been you criticism. Break, <laughs> Mr. President, there has been <laughs> criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political so pressure. pressure. Okay.
2: Okay. You cut my off and ask right. the
3: question when you have more polite people. Mr. Mr. President, why have you chosen Poland for your trip?
2: And he walks off.
3: Yeah, give me a break, man. Okay, so like I realize that the Trump family for sure benefited from the presidency
2: financially. Well, but 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 okay. But they didn't take checks from every other country so that every other country would have them build Trump hotels in Budapest and wherever everywhere else. They benefited because how could they not benefit? Because they're in the hotel business. They're in the uh, the the destination business it's what they do they're in, right. they've are they been in the business forever but yeah
3: but, and so that's what I was going to say next is like at least they already had a business before right. Trump became the president like they're You can say what you want about it. In a lot of ways, it was sort of a grifty business all along with Trump just sticking his name on stuff and selling it. But like, hey, at least they were making money not just from Trump being president, but they were making money from whatever it is that they do before that. Mm -hmm. They had a legitimate business enterprise going for decades before he was ever president. and He was already rich. The entire Biden family would be absolutely nothing if Biden hadn't been a senator and then VP and then president. Oh, totally! Absolutely nothing. Nobody in that family would have a freaking career if it weren't for his political oh, career.
2: Totally, like you, Jimmy Carter is in the on death door, uh, stop door, door at death door. Death door currently. So, but you, you, but Alice, I know you don't remember, but Billy Carter was somebody who was selling everything. Billy beer, he sold this anything he could when Jimmy was mm-hmm. elected like president, and he was like kind of just known as a. Uh, Hayseed grifter.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kamala's uh, niece or whatever yeah. is like that too. She's got them, they're like selling Kamala stuff and Kamala right. books and whatever. Like, she, her family members are absolutely cashing in on the Kamala mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but so there's like a lot of that going around. But like the Biden family also just, I mean, like Hunter just sold influence and got jobs on the basis of absolutely nothing because his dad was vice president. I mean, huge, yeah. huge jobs. And so. It's just amusing to me or it I guess I find it odd that like Biden acts like and the press runs cover for him like this is an absurd question that he has these business dealings with China or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Not only is it not an absurd question, but it's like not even a question at all. Of course. Of course. That's all, how the whole family makes money. You think Hunter's just yeah. really. In- Planning for your next trip?
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: To artwork now, like that's the- Which is another grift, by the way. Another, like, obviously transparently uh, corrupt endeavor. This idea right. that he's going to, this amateur artist suddenly is going to be featured at a gallery where you can buy his stuff in a White House is no. He's not monitoring what's going on whatsoever. No. Just directing questions. Talk to like- Hunter
3: Biden's people as though he's got like a spokesperson who's running pressers every right. week. But like, but, it, but that's what's so absurd about it, right? Is that it's completely obvious and in the open.
2: Yes. No, absolutely. It, it's
3: not even like hidden. And then he gets a question about it. He's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Give me a break man like it's a ridiculous and
2: in and the question and you can you can be a hunter biden uh you know conspiracy theorist or not but that question is mm-hmm. a pertinent question it's yeah. a question that should be answered and if it can be easily dismissed with facts then easily dismiss it but the problem is it can't
3: of course of course you can't he can't that's why his answer is give me a break man yes Because there is no answer for it, because it is just actually straight-up corruption. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm sure the Trump family dabbled in a little bit of that, too. But Well,
2: but Alice, hold on. If they did, wouldn't we know about it? Wouldn't there be legions of reporters digging about the Trumps to see what Ivanka and Jared, etc., were up to?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more like the brothers that were still running the company, you know? Because yeah, he left Eric the... and Don
2: Jr. To well, they weren't the in the administration. Though. No, I know. A That's like
3: why. But, but yeah, but I think that it was. I think that, you know, countries that wanted more influence in D.C. probably could do business with the Trump organization and I gain influence that way.
2: I would have. Of course. You do whatever you can. If you're yeah. a country, you do whatever you can. Of course you do.
3: Yeah, but I mean, like, don't you think probably the Trumps did a little bit of stuff like that
2: I don't know I think I think that when you're when you've got they a relative- say they
3: do they say like you know Ivanka got good trade deals or whatever on stuff in China can you not jump around when we're trying to do the show um so yeah I mean I, I think I think that stuff is out there but you know the Trumps did have a business before they got into politics right. I guess is my bigger point so yeah and like the Bidens did not, the Bidens right. are purely an influence peddling organization.
2: Yeah, and in, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna there's gonna be much reporting on this stuff. And whatever, I, I don't want to get too much into Hunter, but it is, it's only a matter of time. The thing is, though, in a year and a half or a year, whatever it is, the media is going to decide that they can't ignore the Hunter stuff anymore, and they're going to say, "Oh my goodness, breaking news! It appears that the president's very son was influence peddling." Selling access to his father. Oh, my goodness. It, like, it, but, of course, we've been saying it for now, forever. Yeah. And that's just why I'm almost thinking about to- talking about politics, because yeah. the other side's never going to let it absorb it and let it be true. Yeah. They're not interested in this search for the truth. So, like like you said, that they're just trying to create their own reality, which is why on these Sunday shows they're having Larry Hogan walk in and Nikki Haley. Because, right. like you said earlier today is the left is creating the Republicans they want there to be. Right. So the left is... They want
3: nice loser Republicans. Yes,
2: exactly. And Nikki Haley, she will be. She talked about having high heels, and, you know, it was a yes, girl, whatever. And Larry Hogan is, God, he serious?
3: Can you, before we jump to Larry Hogan, can you play the Kamala clip that I just resent to us? With Andrea Mitchell because so there's been a lot of talk about obviously Don Lemon got himself into trouble with this the talk about Nikki Haley say like going after the olds, saying like it's time for a new generation and all this stuff right so Kamala got asked about this by Andrea Mitchell
0: but when you present the the suggestion that anyone is saying um, that that it is time for a new generation and they're running against the person who is president um and it when presented as though it's an attack, I would like to let let us all be clear that the attack is misplaced if the point of it is that we need leadership that is strong because we have a strong leader in Joe Biden. Thank you very much, Madam Vice President. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you. But when you <laughs> So that's
3: present- Kamala's that's Kamala's answer to is it time for a new generation of leadership?
2: Uh, There are some women, Alice, who are cursed by (laughs) being good-looking. And I think Kamala's good-looking. I think she always has. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that?
3: I know. I think that's probably true. I think she's kind of a lovely-looking woman.
2: Yes, she is. And some women are cursed by that. And she is cursed by that. Because she's been allowed to get away with quite a lot by simply putting forth this... um,
3: her, like, icy highly stares. Highly
2: charged, yes, icy stare, uh, like, in that your face. That little girl was me. Exactly. And then just looking good. <laughs> yeah. And it, it hasn't it hasn't helped. It's like, you know what it was like? Even though he supposedly is very talented, it's like John Edwards. Mm-hmm. In, you know, he's a handsome guy, and it got him a long way. Yeah. It got him a long way to make juries cry and do this and that, etc., and he's just a dirtbag. But... He also, the price that he paid is that on the big stage, he looked like a wormy, weaselly, greasy dude. And he was, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, with her, it's kind of the same. She's not... They actually asked... Um... Oh, Blinken today. I don't think you heard her, but they mm-hmm. asked Blinken today. Somebody involved, one diplomat, U.S. diplomat involved in the China thing said... Uh, A lot of what's happening in the administration, essentially, is a lot like Veep.
3: Yeah. Somebody in the administration.
2: And like that is a damning thing to say.
3: But it is like Veep. Veep is like the most accurate depiction of politics ever. And um, I think there are so many incompetent people in that administration and so many people that are like a joke who don't know how to do the job that they're supposed to do there. Like, Buttigieg is another one. Kamala is definitely one. Ron Klein was one. Yeah. Like, I mean, certainly Corinne Jean-Pierre.
2: Yes. <laughs> I
3: mean, like, it's like a whole lot of people who just yeah, don't, I, I don't know what
2: to do. I don't believe that Buttigieg is an incompetent uh, moron. I just think he's disinterested in the role that is specified as Secretary of Transportation. I think he's interested in something else. And so he's gravitating towards his where his interests are.
3: Which is what exactly?
2: His interests are for his job is to shine a progressive light and make progressive changes and social justice uh, remake the Secretary of Transportation mm. role at, through a lens of social justice. Tommy
3: in New Hampshire says you all see the good looking thing again with Newsom, himbo syndrome.
2: Yeah, although he's got a certain like uh, like has been greaseball thing about him, like kind of like Matthew McConaughey, where he was good looking like ten years ago, and like McConaughey's never returned since he lost all the
3: weight.
2: <laughs> Tommy, by the way, I have to ask Tommy about this, or should mm-hmm. we wait till the to? You can it? ask
3: now. Let's go for it now.
2: So, Tommy, I've been charging up and using the new computer. Thank you, by the way. And so we've been we've been debating should we use that computer as. And it's awesome, by the way. It's night and day. I can't believe how freaking fast it is and how good it sounds and good it looks. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. But should we use that as what I have here, which I use for audio, to record audio? Or should we try to use that for video? Which means Alice will be driving. So she hates Max. But if it's got all the horsepower...
3: Maybe, but here's my question. I don't think that has enough USB ports to do all our cameras.
2: But he gave us a thing.
3: What thing?
2: You had... It was... On the couch,
3: you had unpacked it. I don't think I you didn't did. It gloriously
2: thrown this thing.
3: Okay, yeah, and I have those too. But here's my. This is, his, is This yours or his? No, that must have come with. He must yeah, have sent that with the computer. But here's my problem: is yeah. those are all going into one port, and I don't think so. Like my problem is, I have a, a USB multi-port thing also, but it can't do. If two cameras are plugged into one USB port, it can only have one of them on at once. It can't stream both cameras into one USB port. There's but not maybe enough. Maybe that's
2: because your thing's a loser because you're got a Windows machine.
3: Um, I don't think so. I think that that's a limitation of USB ports, and maybe that one plugs into it looks like USB C, but well, I don't it's got know. Two
2: things, and I have two things here.
3: Yeah, but that's my concern is that like even on mine I have oh, 3 no. USB ports and I have two camera we have four cameras. I have two cameras plugged into one of the USB ports with um with that thing and I can't like it can only do one camera at a time. They can't both be on at once. If I turn on one camera, the oh, other one I goes gotta off. Oh, I got to tell you
2: something. Oh, Oh, I have to tell you something.
3: What? You have to tell me something?
2: How do I put this? You know I love you, right? Yes. And do you love me? Yes. Would you like to be married to me forever? Yes. Would you like to um, uh, stay married and have a nice family and live together in this house? Yes. Okay. I'm having an affair. Oh, really? No. With who? The waitress today who is cute. Remember her? <laughs> was she cute? She was very yeah. cute. Yeah, I'm not having an affair. So there you go. I've hit you with the big thing. So now this mm-hmm. should be fine. You know that uh, medical um, accessory from the pharmacy section of the place I shop at today that I brought home? It, no. It's centered rather big in our day. What? You know the thing in the box today that I brought you today, that we put to use today, that... Uh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. We've had another situation. How so? Because today at the grocery freezer, I'm not saying which one. Okay. Don't say which one. Okay. I bought milk. I bought that. I bought uh, a whole thing of uh, paper towels so we can clean our kitchen, since we've had a great day, by the way, which we'll get to in a second. And I got Bacon. I got fruit for the kids, I got stuff for you, I got this and this and, this, and this, and this and this, and once again I had to put that in my pocket.
3: You stole that?
2: I <laughs> I didn't knowingly steal anything, but I didn't pay for it.
3: You're gonna get caught on camera one of these times in a restaurant. You
2: know what I figured though, Alice? I go to that place so often that come on. Let's go. I mean, they're making Hand over fist money on me. So that's rationalization point one. Two, um, is there a God? Of course. Okay. And he can make big decisions, right? (laughs) Yeah. He's made this year pretty hard on me, I think. (laughs) Okay. I've gone from high blood pressure medication to 73 (laughs) medications. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm now in therapy, and, you know, at any point in time, I could be uh, in the streets of Newburyport. (laughs) The only homeless man in Newburyport, <laughs> drinking in the corner, yelling at uh, at kids walking by. Okay, <clears throat> I think that maybe it was God provided me with this item. <laughs> Thoughts?
3: <laughs> um, no. Okay, so I the think other you're thing you're a thief.
2: That is incorrect, Alice. That is incorrect. Um, you're so, a thief. You but- keep. You don't. Know, you steal from me,
3: Tom. Um. The other thing Tom was vaguely referencing is that we sold our treadmill today. Yes. Um, our treadmill, which has served as a place to set stuff in our kitchen now for um, five years, almost four and a half years.
2: Brought this. It's a great treadmill. It's a heavy duty one. We it's bought good it for, for thirteen hundred dollars. We bought it five years ago because I told Alice that I thought I would be dead soon because I was getting so fat, unless we got this treadmill. Because my good friend. Bought a treadmill and just walked on it like for an hour a day and like lost like a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So I said I'll do that. What he did, and so we got it and I and we like just barely used it ever, mm-hmm. ever. And my kids called it the treadmill and they were just in using it, but we didn't for five years. But we sold it and to they make- kept
3: trying to like lose the emergency stop thing. Oh that yeah, it can't run without and all the different stuff. And it
2: didn't look good. We have a, like we have a, before there was a hole in the roof before it rained and poured into our kitchen, which it does now. The kitchen was lovely looking and the treadmill just looked like, like looked like hell yeah. you know? So anyway. So it's gone. We got five hundred simoleons for that, Alice.
3: Yeah. It was I hate it. I we did it on Facebook Marketplace. I hated having to interact with people. But the guy who bought it was lovely and made everything super easy he was, and was super nice. And he and his brother boop took it out. It was gone. He Venmoed me.
2: Yeah. And it was How a good was deal it? for them and a good deal for us that it's gone. Yeah. It's a great thing. It's a good thing. Now, if we can just get rid of the damn table we put outside with the free sign, come
3: on. Yeah, that should be easier in theory. If you're in
2: Blueberry Port or West Blueberry or Blueberry, go to a street and grab a table that's got marble on the top. It's high value thing. Don't make me have to illegally dump that in my illegal (laughs) dumpster.
3: Yeah, we just did a whole research thing because there's a sofa that we want to get rid of that's in rough shape. No one wants Mm -hmm. it, even if we, you know, we couldn't pay somebody to take it. Um, But the only way to get rid of large items in our town is to wait like every other month. They have one day of that month when they'll pick up large items and you need to pay them $40 to do it. And you can only do one each time. It's terrible. So, that's insane. I mean, I guess unless you get like a bagster dumpster thing, one of the bag dumpsters. But do
2: they do couches?
3: I think you can pull whatever in there. Has Tommy talked to us? Um, he says that it can do multiple cameras onto that because it's USB to Thunderbolt, so um, it can do two streams. New he says camera? he can talk to us offline. How many USB ports are on that thing?
2: Oh, it's downstairs. So.
3: No, it's right there.
2: Oh, this. Yes. Well, oh, okay. So there are two normal USB ports. One USB C, one Thunderbolt. Okay,
3: but there's four cameras.
2: Uh, okay, okay. All right, should we do the chat chat?
3: Sure, we can do the chat chat, and then we can get to Larry Hogan and some other stuff on the other side for our Patreon. Yeah, but we never played the audio or did that.
2: Audio of Larry Hogan? Yeah. We're gonna play play audio of Larry Hogan. That's that's (laughs) that's a bonus. That's awful. Okay, well
3: we can just go.
2: Okay, let's do the chat chat. Okay.
3: You look lovely, by the way. Thanks.
2: How are you feeling?
3: Fine. Any reason why I wouldn't?
2: I really enjoyed our time together.
3: I enjoyed my time with you, too. You're lovely. Thanks.
2: You're lovely, too. Your buttocks is silky soft. (laughs) Okay, ready?
3: Yeah. Yes. Are you going to do the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline Chat Chat? Brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Awesome hot sauce. Great clean ingredients. Uh, You do not have to sacrifice heat for flavor. You get both in this one sauce. Plus, they donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Find it at Market Basket, Big Y, ChelseaFireHotsauce.com. And uh, let us know how you like it. I thought I was listening to the Burn Barrel Podcast. Little did I know I stumbled upon a hidden secret episode of the 1570 project oh. a lot of complaints uh, like interview that interview with Stephen clavin was Steven. wow way above your audience's head <laughs> uh, we're pretty base here why don't you just go out get drunk wander the streets of uh Newburyport with nips in your pocket <laughs> and we can all get back to our normal ignorant <laughs> lives you hey, have a good one guys I'll well, that's t- what's good though about Spencer's book is that everybody can learn something. It's for normal people too. L-
2: well, let me tell you something. You're not the only one who. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there were a few. There were several comments about. There were
2: not several comments. Also, I would say that uh, one Tom Shattuck still is quite wondering exactly <laughs>
3: what the podcast <laughs> what was we talked about,
2: about the other day. But he was nice to talk to. He was lovely. He was, he a lovely was guy. fantastic. Alice gets that. That's all, her whole thing, and etc. But um. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought he was great. He was, a, he was a good guy. You know, we do a lot of shows. We're kind like, of dipping our hands into a lot of uh, you know ponds, right?
3: Just mm-hmm. come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. If I had my little way, I'd eat peaches every day and count those I. millions of peaches. Peaches for me, millions of peaches. Pages for free.
2: Are you familiar with? I've seen these guys in I've concert. I've
3: heard that song. Are you
2: yeah. familiar with the Presidents of the United States of America?
3: I mean, not really, but I have heard that Do song. Do you know what
2: the acronym stands for? No. Pot USA. Presidents of the United States of America were in about 95 or 96, were they like the hottest band around and coolest and weirdest? They Like middle aged guys or guys in their late 30s, whatever. Very cool, very interesting. They had a few hits. There was one guitarist like in one bassist who had only two strings or something. It was it was weird. Very nineties. Very cool. People don't remember how big they were, but they were.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: Jesus. <laughs> hey guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can we go over here first?
0: Okay. Um Tim, maybe ten minutes time? into the latest BBP with uh Spencer Clavin. hmm. A few things I feel the need to point out. One, Tom. You can never, ever, ever make fun of my accent again. You want to be highbrow philosopher thinker. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) philosophers, uh, I think I'd rather spend a summer with a sheep-loving Taliban crew than have to listen to another GD philosopher in my life. How tiring, pedantic –
2: Damn. Pedestrian. Oh, I gonna be honest? I don't even know what pedantic means. What does it mean?
3: <laughs> pedantic is yeah. like um, uh, stuck on details, like talking down to people. Really? Yeah, like, oh, geez. like if you, it's pedantic. Like when I correct people on Twitter if they use the wrong there while well, they're telling me. Oh, that,
2: I see. That is pedantic. That's, you know, oh, that their whatever.
3: show that our show sucks or whatever. You know, God.
0: Okay, and the name. Yeah, I'm going to pick on his name now uh, since you guys pick on my accent. I'm going to pick on his name and his uh, vernacular, Spencer Clavin.
3: Love him, Tim. Love him.
0: Talk about the annals of douchey names. You're going to put Spencer Clavin right up there. And then the vernacular. All I could hear was a, let's see, George Takai. Sulu, if mm. you will. Yes. That's I... all I could hear in my head. Uh. My nieces. <laughs> Regime. <laughs> Good God. That guy is a bore.
3: Oh no. I love him. Anyway, man.
0: I appreciate you having him on, actually. I'm probably going to get the book at the library. God knows I'm not going to buy it, but some of the
2: stuff was interesting. Thank you, Tim. I got to say. I think you'll love it. I got to say, yeah, he's a, a – I don't understand a lot, of, but I like, I like him. I thought he was cool, and he's just a lovely guy. He's just great. But that is Alice's bread and butter. Alice <laughs> like- Spencer Claven is married to a man, so Alice's chances of hooking up with him are, <laughs> I would think, minimal. But if she was going to hook up with somebody, Spencer would have a good shot. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. If he could talk to you about that stuff night and day...
3: <laughs> I guess so.
2: Well, how does that work? Because Mike is, Geary is not like that. But that's a different thing. that scratches a different itch. I,
3: I think... Um... A lot of this is made up, but that's okay. Go ahead,
2: play along, buddy. You know <laughs> damn well. Do you do you not do you or do you not think Geary's cute and fun, funny? He's very funny. Okay, do you not think Spencer Clavin is lovely to talk to? He is. lovely Does he speak to, speak to your heart?
3: We t- like. We have a lot of similar interests. I would say.
2: God, somebody's lured
3: up Hey guys, uh, it's the Cape again hey. I Hi. think I misspoke the name of your last guest Yes, my yes. Last Steven That's okay I just wanted to say, Tom, good luck listening to uh, Alice read you Cliff Clavin's book She's <laughs> <That's laughs> great i watch the paint dry
2: Holy God, Alice Congratulations on that <laughs> Wow, I'm dis- dis- distancing myself now
3: You're so, uh, on this to I- this episode
2: now Uh-oh, I think Justin's about to give us a torpedo too So oh, uh this is what i got to say about nikki haley okay uh i think she's she's quite attractive you know yeah, there you
1: go. she seems like the type that would uh know how to make a man's uh toes curl really? and uh
2: think so. and um my dad was excited about her uh throwing her hat in the ring and i was just had to remind him that he was she i mean that she was romney-esque romney-esque That's certainly Mm -hmm. true. There's no doubt about that. I mean,
3: she believed the Bubba Wallace thing, so that's a good deal breaker That is a tough
2: one. I totally agree with you. That is a tough one. my goodness. All right, Alice. You look lovely. Thanks. You're glowing. Why?
3: Thanks. I appreciate it. Anything happening? No. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Sorry nobody likes this. Flavor. <laughs> Jeez, I had so much. It's like one of my favorite I know, episodes. I, know. I made Tom rewatch it with me that, that night. We watched it again. Um, I thought it was awesome. I had so much fun. Uh, but, you know, like different episode every day. So, you know, if you don't like one, you'll like another one. can't tell you what to do. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. C'est la